1: Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good.
3: Woo! Woo! Aye, aye. Oh,
4: men and women unite. Men and women, you on fire, had, uh,
5: For me, in a sense, that... I had played with music and musicians that was of that caliber mm-hmm. prior to joining slave. Mm-hmm. So, and I think like a jazz musician, I'm known more from an R and B funk rock kind of cat, but mm-hmm. I think like a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I'm, I'm in the taking chances, which others would say is are taking chances. I say I'm just continuing to evolve. And so that's how I was able to go into Hall of Fame one, and, and then they said, Atlantic Records goes, you know what? If you give us another watching you, it's a done deal. And I said, well, first of all, I already did watching you. Mm-hmm. That's already there. I'm not trying to duplicate slave. If I was going to do that, then I should stay. I mean, I'm not going to try to duplicate slave and I'm not enslaved. That's ridiculous to me mm-hmm. because I was hearing other things. I didn't leave because we were against each other. I left because I knew it was an evolution that I still needed to, to do as far as my growth business-wise too. So, yeah, so I went ahead and said way out, where you never been before. And uh, you know, and I it, it doesn't sound like watching you. It doesn't sound like way for me. It's its own thing. And I really had to stick to my guns on that, because I said, listen, a lot of people underestimated me because I was the drummer that came in. So, okay, then you start singing, and they, oh, okay, okay, and you're writing, okay. Now you're doing your own thing, and we're telling you, here's the way to go, and you're like, nah, I'm going way out. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's kind of how that went. Okay. okay. Yo. Hi, this is Steve Arrington, and you're listening to Brunch and Place in the Face with Javon and Therese. And we going way out. Hi, this is Mason,
1: and you're on the basement with Javon and Therese. Perfect.
4: For some of your favorite movies, and I'm at brunch in the basement with uh Therese and Siobhan. <laughs> stay here, here with me. Stay here, with me. Stay here, stay here with
1: me. bunch in the business with Javon and Durant. Yeah. Come on, yeah. everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> oh. One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. No, she doesn't. She just' she wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. All
6: I want though, Jay. <laughs> like,
1: you gotta, okay, and and I'm going to send y'all some I'll, 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 I'll send y'all You can send me some cologne. Because, so cl- cl- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. cologne? Yeah. Just in that. case I send me shot, I want to smell really, you know, uh,
3: nice. <laughs>
7: oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay, laughs> Don't kie Whatever
8: you say.
1: with Tom. so and we thank you for
7: that thank you yeah, thank
1: well thank you <laughs> this part that little piece i'm just going to keep and play it all the time for myself <laughs> but no i'm <laughs> just teasing
6: the name of the game is rapid fire. We say a word and then you say what well, immediately comes to mind. I bad. get five words <laughs> and then to get five words and you don't think about it. Oh, first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. shut <laughs> <So, laughs> <it's up>, Yvonne. <Jumana. laughs> I get set up. This is not good. <laughs> You're first Yvonne.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm up first.
6: Okay. Okay.
1: <clears throat> Donuts. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Right. Freedom.
6: Elusive. Mm. Music. Forever. Dancing. Tonight.
1: Can I get Romance.
0: Me? Can't live without it. All right now. Oh,
6: okay. I'm up. I'm up. Black people. Beauty. Melody. Song. Love. Eternal.
1: Sex. Tonight. <laughs> Again. After the dancing.
6: Oh no. <laughs> uh, God.
7: Forever, forever and ever and ever, ever.
6: Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, beautiful. Thank you.
7: We love you
8: so much. Hi, this is Ultra Natay, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese.
6: Nice. And for those who are asking, how did you get your name, please? It's my birth name.
7: Okay. All right. Birth name. Nothing to
6: do with it. That's okay. <laughs> to
1: do
8: with it. It's all mom.
6: Nice, nice.
8: Shout out to mom.
1: Did she ever tell the story?
3: Did she ever tell you what the story was?
8: I know the story. I just can't share it on air.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it. Trust me. So those that know out there, my friends that know, like they're tackling right now, I'm sure. because it's a big <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to have to get close to somebody that's close to somebody that knows the story.
3: <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. Right. <laughs>
1: Hey, everybody, how are you doing today? It's only me, and for now, um, Rezzy's on her way. Oh, I guess you guys want to see me, right? I know, I feel like I look horrible today, but I'm okay. How's everybody doing? How you doing? Hi, Pop. Yes, that is Naté. whoever. Ultra Nate, yes. Actually, um, I sent her. Good morning, Pop. I hope you got what I sent. Um, I sent it. Um, So, yeah, I hope you got to see that show. If not, you should definitely um, go back and look up in the archives uh, Ultra Nate. If you go to the YouTube channel, all of the previous shows at least most of them are there um she was a great she was a great guest and as a matter of fact I think I had sent her a snapshot or something and both well I'll speak for myself I was like this you know I completely taken she naté is like bubbling brown sugar just beautiful Actually, all of the guests, everyone who's been on this show has been just marvelous and beautiful. And I, I don't even, mm, 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 mm. I don't even know what to say about just how beautiful they, they've all been. I mean, it, think about it. Bernadette Stannis, Indira Khan, Ultra just everybody. Monifa, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, Oya. Cy Smith. Elizabeth Withers. If if you like looking at beautiful women, you should check this show out. Because, <laughs> you know, and, and actually, if I might say so myself, the show is co-hosted by beautiful women. Yes, Rona Bennett. What? Are you kidding? I mean, really, I don't you know, I don't actually keep a list of all of the people who've been on. And we've had some beautiful men. Terrell Carter. Freddie V. Jackson. Oh yes. Dawn Robinson, honey, please. Sometimes I I feel like as I'm as I'm interviewing people, I'm like Oh, my God. As a matter of fact, I was um, – yes, Melba Moore, Sarah Dash. Ms. Dash is coming um, back on the show, I think, next week or this week. I'm not really sure. I think it's this week um, because we have not had her physically here. But Barbara Barbara Tucker, I mean, and Barbara Tucker is beautiful. Drive my car without a license and stand and a standing water. Okay, a standing water. Type beautiful. Yeah, she is beautiful. She is. Um, they're they're just. Um... And what about what about Patricia Houston? What about that? Okay. As a matter of fact, I believe her birthday is today. Is that correct, Pop? Look at that beautiful beautiful i love that i love that picture i love that right there so yeah i i i can't um yes miss sarah dash is coming on um wednesday and miss houston's birthday is tomorrow so i'm just excited about the whole thing this this show has been phenomenal i was um I so I took this week off from work because I I thought I was going to just take off a week to to rest, right? And I made a couple of appointments, doctor's appointments, but I didn't realize how I wasn't how poorly my my health was starting to deteriorate. I was just working, working, working. And every day that I was off, that I've been off has been another appointment. It's like but yesterday was good because I had it was well, I I had to go on an appointment for my mom in New York. And um I just really wanted to share this with someone. Coming back home anytime I spend with my mom is, is great, it's a blessing. So that that's not the thing. But coming back home from the Bronx, the Cross Bronx Express is the devil. I just want everybody to know I've been on the Cross Bronx Express back and forth all my life. I'm from the Bronx. But if you're not a New Yorker and you you have any plans to visit New York, I just want you to know that the Cross Bronx Express, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're driving. It's the devil. I sat on that Cross Bronx Expressway forever, Rary. It's just the devil. It just is. Am I hydrating? So I drink a lot of water these days, a lot more than I ever have. Maybe not the 64,000 gallons that they suggest that you have every day, but I do drink a lot of water. Um, The only other thing I drink is in the morning um, I have a cup of coffee. And you can say what you want about it. There's nothing you're going to say to deter me until I stop working. Um, up until that point, I will have a cup of coffee every morning um Once I retire, I will try to um rehab myself off of that because i I realize that coffee may not be the best thing either but um i I don't drink alcohol, I don't smoke anything I don't do indulge in any other thing except food food i'm 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 clearly addicted to food because you know I just that's that's my addiction and and good food at that good food um I won't say what my other addiction is I get in trouble all the time and uh music music, and what time is my first cup of coffee um when I wake up, whatever time that is, um, when I get up after I shower, go downstairs, make a cup of coffee. So I, you know, don't have. I I tried to withdraw from coffee once before um, a few years ago. I decided I was going to stop drinking coffee, and um, I had these headaches for two weeks straight until I had a cup of coffee, and then I realized while I'm working, I may as well just do it, and then I'll stop. Um, I've tried other, I have not tried this, um, but the coffee for now, um, and uh you know, maybe that's how I'll wean myself, Miss DJ, when I'm ready to um, cut the coffee out. Cause uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I don't know. So what's everybody been doing? Oh, and just so so that you know, I actually have the um, blog talk radio up today, so that if you want to call in. Yes, you can call in today. 347. Let me write this. Nine nine six. uh 394. You can actually call in today because I, because I, Teresa's not here and I'm feeling a little lonely. Since my baby left. Ooh. So if you want to call in and say, what's up, so I can hear your beautiful voices, that'd be cool. That would be so dope. Because, um, you know, it's just me. It's just us, you know. Somebody you want to call and say, what's up? What about you, LaVon? I know you got something to say. I'm on the M's, by the way, on my um, phone situation. <laughs> theresa will be up soon. What about you, Missy J? You want to call in and say hi to me?
3: Levon. The numbers up there.
1: Okay. I had to stop the music. Misty, what is going on with me these days? Are you feeling some kind of way? If you're feeling some kind of way, then we feel in some kind of way. Okay, we not having that. We are not having that. So you just you just call, you just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running. Yeah,
3: see you again. <laughs> Just call. just call.
1: Just call. And wait, where'd you go? Where'd you go, sir? Where'd you go? Man, I just saw... what. Come on, man. Come on, son. Why'd he do that? Why'd he do that? You know what he did? He came into the green room and then popped out. That's Who's why that? his name is Pop. Pop. Oh. Pop, Misty, pop, pop. call Pop. Come back on, Misty. Call. She's oh. Let me finish sorting out the laundry. I got you. <laughs> 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 All right, handle your skin, do girl. Whew. I am sweating. You didn't run. You wasn't running like, ah. What? I'm sweating like
8: Patrick Ewing in the fourth
1: quarter. You sweating like me night and day with this damn menopause crap. Uh How you doing when the... You sweating like me night and day with this damn menopause crap. How you doing when the... (laughs) I'm good. Good morning. Pop headphones, if you got them.
7: With, Wait, hold on one
1: second. Headphones okay. if you got them. You got Oh, you good now? You good now. Okay. Hi, Pop. Hmm. Don't you look good? Is he not handsome?
6: This, this is a handsome this is devil he is.
1: Beautiful man, I swear.
6: Caramel coated complexion. And he that beard,
1: and oh my God. Oh no, we need silver foxy. Poxy. You know what I'm saying? Oh my. Wait, wait. How do we how do we do this? How do we do this? Yeah, we need we need the big ups for the pop. We we need the look at that. Look oh my God. Look at him saying we, no. We... Say no some more. Say no. Say no. Say no. You know that turns me on when people say
6: no. Unfortunately. <laughs>
4: I was just coming to keep you coming until Resi got on, but she got on, so.
1: I know. Look at that, fine and yet more fine. Look at you, yeah. look at Thank you, you, Pam Jeanette. That's right. That's that's the basis right there. That's Pam. She's like
6: what, Pop looking, looking like like a whole butterfinger. Hey boo, uh oh. That's it. <laughs> that's it.
7: Ooh. That's Today it. the basement is sponsored by. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs>
1: chocolate chip
7: muffin. All you know. right, chocolate chip muffin. That's
1: you, Pop. Well, you are going to the show. I'm going back. I'm going back in the production room. And you just remember, you are our chocolate chip muffin. Ow. Ow. Bye, Pop. Love you guys. Love, Love you more.
6: <laughs> I got to get my my skin and 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 uh Game together when Pop gets on the screen looking all caramel. Right, coated. ain't he purty? Ain't he pretty He a pretty man. He's just purdy. looking like a
1: whole butterfly. Okay,
6: giving you well, you know, giving you that Ron Ron Isley tease, right? With the younger. you know, <laughs> Ron Isley OG beard. Can Can we talk about Ron Isley for a second? Let's talk about him, or maybe more.
8: Sure. No.
3: Let's
8: do it. First
3: of all, hello, 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 hello,
8: hello. Talk about them. Talk
1: about
8: them, Leslie.
6: So so check this out here. You know, we often talk about, you know, lyrics. Like, I think you and I both, you know, agree that lyrics are the key, or uh, the structure. It can make or break a song, you know, and then when you throw lyrics to a, a to a beautiful groove and some, you know, some melodic bass lines and things, it just makes a masterpiece, Right just hits you in your heart and soul. Yes. And you know, what we stopped doing in Aura now it used to be R and B. Yeah. Now it's Aura. Aura? B. Aura. Aura and B. The reason why I say that is because we stopped celebrating women. We stopped we mm. stopped, you know in, in the majority of our songs, I'm going to say not everybody, because we still got. Thank God, we got the Anthony Hamiltons and, oh, the, yeah. and, the, and the Raheem Devons and the you know you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah and songs you. to celebrate women that are sung by women, okay? Like a Jill Scott or Erica Badu or you know, but just you know the the, the or the you, know, you name it, you got it, right? Right. So Ron uh, Isley and you know and young young and this this specifically goes out to the youngsters, right? And I say that because you don't have to <laughs> always. Now, I'm, I'm excluding rap from this terror, from this, this conversation because I'm talking about <sighs> something different. So I'm excluding rap, and I'm saying that for a reason, you know, because um, that's a whole other subject. But for the love songs, for the R&B, y'all got to start celebrating women. There is nothing like a Ron Isley-esque ballad floating through. He just said hello. He just said hello. He just said hello. That's all he said. And women, if that's what you're after, men, women by the score. By the millions, responded to his hello, hello. Who
1: is that? Look, there's a there's a, a a very famous line in a very famous movie. You had me at hello.
6: You had me at hello. Yes. Thank you, Billy D. Williams. Good morning, well, Pauline. Yes. And, see, and
1: and 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 Lady sings the blues. Billy Holl. Um, Billy D. Williams.
3: You want my arm yes, to really fall weird.
6: off? Yes. Yes, all of that, all of that, simple. You know, Teddy Teddy Pendergrass. He didn't start off with no craziness. He started off by saying, "I don't feel like being lonely tonight. I need some company." He wasn't telling you what to back up and how to jump and flip it. He just said, "I don't feel like," and scores upon scores and millions of women.
1: But and check it out, and check it out. Even when he says, and he also says, "What's the next line?" And light a candle. You see? But he's, you know, he's telling you, turn off the light and light a candle. He's not saying, turn off the light, put your ass up, you know, let me bump it. No, no, no. That's not no. what he said. he said. He said, turn off the light and light a candle. And Tonight and I'm in a, a romantic mood. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh,
6: ooh, ooh. Turn them off. Turn them off. Honey, if you had the privilege of living your lifetime, living any part of your life, and you were over 15, and you had an opportunity to see Pe- Teddy Pendergrass live, and didn't take it, shame on you.
1: And Peebo, yes. I told you. <laughs> that man sang, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. And the way he phrased my name, when he, I think people whose name is not Javon would have been like, okay, (laughs) that boy was, woo."
6: Mm, That's another bad. Yeah. uh, Shout out to people,
1: Bryson, who just had his 70th birthday.
6: Ooh. You know, and I understand, you know, I understand Folks that you know, uh, uh, you know. Now, just be clear, that is not my diet, but I understand women who look at the zaddies mm-hmm. And there's a certain class, there's a certain, you know, we just don't do. We don't have to talk about uh, sexual gymnastics. We don't have to talk about sexual prowess. We could talk about other things that stimulate stimulate your mind, and you know, and and just it's just a certain maturity that comes with taking your time, ladies. Exactly. And as a matter of fact, when Lenny Williams was on the
1: show, we played a song by Lenny Williams. Let me see if I if I could find that song where he's talking, he's really breaking up with somebody and saying that somebody, yeah, somebody else. Somebody else is is whatever. He cuz he he broke he's breaking up with somebody. He sang that song so sexy, you want him to break up with you.
4: Two years ago You broke my heart said you was leaving me said you want to make a brand new star said you found a new man he made you laugh. he made you smile made your life so worthwhile but lately you've been calling me paging me texting me emailing me said it didn't work out said you found out what he was all about now you say you want to come back and You want to get back on the right track But oh, 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 I'm not trying to hurt you girl But somebody else is holding me Somebody else is squeezing me Somebody else is pleasing me Somebody else is teasing me Somebody else is holding my hand Somebody else is calling me their man. Somebody else is bribing me to work. Somebody else is taking me to church. Somebody else is driving my car. Somebody else is my shining star. Somebody else supplying my needs. Somebody else got their name on my deed. Somebody else drawing my bath. Somebody else is making me laugh. Somebody else must start in my neck. Somebody else is catching my chest. hi hey! somebody else, baby. <laughs>
6: Shout out to all the singers who are on Yes. And even when yes, Teddy Pendergrass again, I don't love you anymore. It's just that simple. Yeah. What? That was No, 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 not like before. It's a shame, dirty shame. You know? With no disrespect. It was just straight talk. That made for straight understanding,
1: right? Exactly. That was it. And and you know, I I don't know although currently like I I like listening to little kim now because I couldn't appreciate her when she first came out. I told you that. I was very much a snob and very much like you I I didn't I I I couldn't I don't like um Just putting it all out there, get you know. Let me leave something to my imagination. Let's let's just say. But, but that being said, now I still don't find it necessarily sexy. I find it fun. It's fun, you know. Like I had to loosen up and 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 allow myself to be fun with it. Um,
6: back. You know what's funny? My first introduction to Little Kim's music was a visual, mm. because I lived in Brooklyn at the time and I was walking, I was taking the subway on Washington and Fulton Street, that, that stop there, and when I was walking down in the subway, they had a poster right there underneath over, top, over the top of the steps. So, you know, if you saw that first Little Kim, and y'all already know what I'm talking about, that first album cover was Bananas. And I'm walking and I'm looking up <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you know, like, so that was my first. Yeah, yeah. And, and then later on, you know, um, uh, I used to live directly across the street from where Biggie grew up, you know, on, on St. James Place, directly across the street. You know, I was 215, and he was across the street. And, and they shot the video one of her videos outside or one of the junior I forget which video it was but one of junior mafias and I saw little Kim, you know, um on the block out the window. And I was like, Oh, she is a little, you know. That was my first, you know. And and I just said how liberating it was for women to at that point, you know, it made it drew me in the album cover because, you know, she was in that infamous squat, jeweled out. and I'm not, um I'm not a prude of, uh, I happen to think nudity, nudity is a a form of art, but not that she was nude, but she was definitely, it was a tasty choice. The squat is what I think the positioning is what made it interesting, you know, and definitely the placement of that billboard. Um, I was like, what is happening in America? But, uh, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, now, but I think I was so back then, into being turned on. Cause I was like, I just wanted to, I just want, I just listened to stuff that turned me on. House music turned me on. Everything just turned me on. (laughs) But music that if anything that is too blatant and, and even though verbally, I, I think I don't verbalize it the right way. Verbally. I, I think, we 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 say the same things it's just i i don't articulate it the same way although you don't find no um provocative i do I what I, I don't find no provo- no, no i don't yeah, I, no, I, I think
6: no I, I absolute, it. it's not provocative I I,
1: I I don't think i don't think no i think no with a period is a complete sentence but i think no with um it's etc dots are uh, oh. all right Exceptional, exceptional. Okay, okay, tell us <laughs> that to the judge. Tell us to the judge,
6: right? Oh, man, but, you know, I, when I want to um slow groove, and usually I always go to one of my Teddy favorites to come on and go with me. Now, you know, he invited a lady home, and it was the smoothest thing ever. And even though, again, that's not my diet, I probably would have went with Teddy. Right, come on over to my place. I don't feel like being lonely tonight. I'm in mean, need of some company is you now <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know yeah it
1: is, see, and 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 I feel that too i i that's how that's that that was my thing i was taking it i was taking it too literal you know like i i think um every every song every artist is that somebody I want to get with? <laughs> is that some is that can I use this to get with somebody? You know, like
3: Is that where your mind goes? No, that, no, no. not
1: now. That's how I was when I was younger. That's much younger. younger.
6: Part. Oh that was the younger part?
1: That was Tasty Love, yes. Tasty love, my friend. You gotta go annoying. You gotta go with no yeah, what, what, you got it going on? What, what, yeah, what, what, you got it going on? What,
8: what? I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. Have the hunter, Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. take it in the bus. Yeah, yeah, what? I got land in Switzerland. Even got land
2: in the Madeline, Bahamas in the spring. Baby, it's a big mama thing. Can't tell what the diamonds in my mind. How many times I want to come? 21 and another one and another
8: one and another one. 24 caps, nigga. And that's when I'm fucking with the average, nigga. Verse, want yeah. What is he back? And oh, don't you like the way I roll? And play with my pussy? Tell me what's on your mind when your tongue's in the pussy? Is it marriage? Yeah. Baby carriage? Shit, no. On a dime, shit is mine. Got to keep you coming all the time.
6: <laughs> boom
0: yeah that's just a little something from little Cam.
6: you know up until that up until that point women were expected to not have any kind of sexual feelings um you know uh, you know we always heard the um the the expressions notoriously about you know ladies don't do that or be ladylike mm-hmm. you know meaning meaning just basically a pillow queen and uh, a, a an object of men's desires that's basically it. you don't have no feelings about how you want it to go, how you need it to go. you just sit there and take it any way they give it and um part of little Kim for me was uh a sexual liberation of sorts, not saying that she did my liberation. I was far more liberated than the, than the not that she did your before liberation. she came out, but I'm saying in terms of what we saw traditionally of women in their performances little Kim took it to uh the next level there you know she let you know it was okay to say no this this ain't right uh no you're not hitting it like you think you are no um your sex game is trash no uh you know and you can have these conversations openly and then also you know um You know, she was invited to speak at a few colleges, I remember, around that time. Um, And she probably still is, you know, I don't know. But um, she was invited to speak at a few colleges where the subject matters were about liberating women and the the fact that women get to control their own bodies, their own sexual energy, you know, and talk about it. And something men have done forever, you know. Stop, Stop putting us in these boxes you need us to be in order to flaunt your... Toxic masculinity.
1: So it looks like somebody's holding on the line, Res. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure, but let's let's try it. 0311, What's your name and where you calling from? Hey,
0: it's Pam Basic. What's up?
1: Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? How you doing?
0: Hey,
1: What's up? Yo, going? I'm good. So what about you, Pam? What 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 was your? I mean, I know you're a little bit younger than I am. So what was your first take on Little Camp?
0: I just like to rest, said, because I know the stuff she's talking about. I was like, oh, what the heck? Oh, my God. And, and, and that was before I figured out who I was. But as I got older, I figured out that she's expressing herself just like you guys are just saying. The way guys do, you know, as long as they've been, been guys. She's expressing herself in the way that she wants to express herself. Why is it that only women, I mean, that only men can express themselves in any way, shape, or form? And women have to be in the box. Come on. So I applaud her. But first, when I first saw her, I was like, "Uh, a little much for my little brain." But you gotta think about it too, because Kenny Pendergrass, when he came out, because that's what made me call in when you start talking about Kenny and turn off the lights. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. That was risque. Mm
3: -hmm, Remember? mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Turn off the lights and light a candle. What? Oh my God, turn that off. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah, but you've been good. No. Hi, hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rez. No, no. Go ahead, baby. I was just going to ask how you've been holding up in this weird
0: time in the world. The new now, well, right now I'm recovering off that first dosage. Uh, I just got the vaccine yesterday, so my arm is a little sore. Let me just this mm-hmm. on this, this uh, computer. But um, I'm holding up. I'm here. I woke up. I'm alive. So I'm, I'll make it.
1: Yeah. So this, what, these what, are some
0: strange times.
1: Yeah, they are. What made you decide to um, actually take the, the uh, vaccine, and which uh, version of it did you take?
0: Um, I took it because I really did not want to take it for my own reasons, I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point, I do want to travel again, and... Um, it's going to be if i'm correct it's going to be linked to your passport to your id so basically you'll be in a box not being able to travel um so i mean at the last you know at the last minute i'm like you know what i might as well take this you know it's we got water we got some the food i mean how are you going how are you going to avoid whatever it is so that's just i got the vaccine, and i got the pfizer vaccine. when i did the research i found that more people more people of color were uh um uh tested upon uh, as opposed to the other two uh, um, vaccines, so I did a little research, you know. You know, I'm, you know More you know, people of color, so if I'm correct. I, I, uh, yeah, as far as when they were testing it before they put it out into production, uh, if you go to the various websites where they talk about the the vaccine, they give you the breakdown of how many, you know, the the, the population of people that tested. So people mm-hmm. of color, I it was definitely higher than the other two. So I figured if nothing else, if there was something to go on, they would have have people who look like us that they could refer back to as far as, like, you know, giving us something, giving us a vaccine that they don't know how it's going to affect people of color. That's what made me swayed my decision to Pfizer. Plus, I would probably never do anything with Johnson & Johnson based on their history. And the other one I wasn't too familiar with, I was like, eh, let me just deal with Pfizer.
1: All right. Well, I, I I wish you, you know, good health. Absolute Thank good you. health. And Thank um you. you know, I think I might have to take this damn thing against my will. Mm. Um but we'll we shall see what we shall see cuz I I don't I don't want to take it at all. I have no desire to, to take it and if that means I can't travel then I just cuz yeah. I don't want to, what When you I'm, say against
6: your will, what do you mean?
1: Well because um the mayor of New York and you know I work for the city of New York the mayor mm-hmm. of New York is now saying that um he wants New York City employees back in offices starting next month
6: mm-hmm. and
1: I know for a fact that um okay pop is right we'll we'll do yes. we'll we'll do a little onion peeling um Pam, I'm gonna let you go, baby, but thank you cool. so much for calling you, in. It's always good thank to hear you. from you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, keep good it good up. Keep it up. Love you all. All right.
1: All right, baby. We'll have you up
0: here soon. Maybe you can yeah, um strum that bass for us. What about that? Working on it. Yeah. Working on it. Working on it.
1: All right, Bye. babe. Love you. Talk to you later. Keep your love.
0: Peace. Be basic. Peace. Peace.
1: Happy birthday, Loretta. Happy birthday,
7: Coach Quayne.
1: That's what's up. We love you. You know that. And um, so what was the question? Oh, we were talking about, um, yeah. So I happen to know that um, there have been people in my office who have uh, contracted the virus, multiple people. Um, People are in and out all the time um giving me um you know this this thing that this this sense that you know going back into the office is not safe if multiple people in the office are, are contracting the virus then that means it's not safe mm-hmm. so in order for me to be less likely to die from it i guess I mean if I if I I have to work because I have bills. You know?
6: Uh, you know, I wish I wish um and and I and I hear you absolutely. You know, I was trying to figure out if he said uh if if the word was that city workers had to take it mandatory shots. I don't think anybody can mandate the shots. What they could do is uh, mandate things because remember now the pandemic has still been going on. There still have been flights moving around the country. Um, people there's there are protocols in place for masking up. Whether you have a shot or not, you still have to wear your mask. Um, and there are uh, you know it, it's I, I do believe that this is eventually going to be an endemic. You know, and I've been saying that from the beginning, the same way the flu became the endemic and, and people were at one point dying from the flu. Um, now, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. Come on, that, that would be insane. But what I am saying is the decisions made based on fear, you know, like that, that's the worst way to approach a person like me. You know, don't scare me into trying to do anything you know um present the logical reasons for it and i mean logical reasons and so far unfortunately i have not heard any logical reasons for taking that vaccine because any and when people and people do fall and go to is the symptoms will be less we don't know what the No symptoms. you don't know you don't know, we don't know that, know that for a fact that's what they're telling you and and
1: that's- since people have been taking the 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 vaccine hospitalizations have been
6: increasing Basically,
1: so I, I don't get it, you know, like, I, I just don't don't get it. But I and I, I just I'm the only again, the only reason I'm moving in that direction is because um, I don't want to be. I, look, there's there's a whole bunch going on right
6: now. I'll, I'll tell you something, um, it, it, just, it by taking a shot, it by no way means that you can go maskless anywhere. No, I know still, that. You can still carry the virus. You can still pass the virus. So if the circumstances are the same, you know, if you're not telling me I won't get it, and you're not telling me this will cure it, then it's no reason for me to take it. You know, that's that's what I feel. And if, And right now, I feel like we're in one big clinical trial that they have gotten, you know, this is just because you don't know. And they can't tell you they have any data because they don't have any data. Now, maybe three or four years from now, they'll be able to look at everybody who took it and be able to draw some conclusions. But right now, we're all part of the clinical trial known as this this, uh, this um, situation, you know. Um, I, hold on we...
1: one second. I'm sorry. I didn't say that it's due to taking the vaccine. Right. I said people have been getting vaccinated and yet hospitalizations are still increasing. I didn't say that the vaccine is making people sick and sending them to the hospital. Let's be clear. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that people are still being infected. People are still getting sick enough to be hospitalized. And the number of those people still getting hospitalized is increasing it's it, and it's not like you would think because at this point there are half a million people there there are more than a million people that have been vaccinated right they're they're saying like there's like five six million people that have been vaccinated so you would think even with that logic if this vaccine was helping then the number would the the graph would uh, which way am I going? The the it would be going this way. However, it did one of these going back up. So it doesn't. It it is true.
6: They 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 say that. Well, I do believe um, that it's because they're they're. Um, well, see, and and here's the thing. We all we're all just regurgitating information that's being fed to us. You know um there is no reason you know i do believe a lot of it is congregation yeah people are you know getting together but people are getting together thinking that they don't have to still take precautions
1: because now they have the they have the vaccine so so they're they're getting together they're congregating and they're ending up in the hospital
6: you know we just have to we just have to kind of go on um the information that's being given you know um and we have to kind of go with our god voices on it and yeah. it just has to make sense you know i'm not i'm not arguing anybody's point of wanting to take it i think you have a right to do what you absolutely it, you know, absolutely you but when you start doing things like um discriminating against people who haven't taken it that's that's the that's the issue that i have
1: yeah it's like discriminating against somebody because they didn't take the flu vaccine
6: right that's stupid. When, when it's essentially going to be the same yeah you know um, and uh there's a lot of information out there's a lot of people talking about it and then there's the Pfizer letter that was um discovered amongst their uh constituents board members and stockholders that they had this this meeting um and you know they're looking just the ways to monetize it and i agree with one thing that's Absolutely, we cannot leave anything in terms of our health in the hands of Big Pharma, because Big Pharma is not looking for a cure. Big Pharma is looking for a pay, you know, and any way they can get it, they will. Big Pharma controls a lot of the lobbying and a lot of the resources in this country, and they will stay that way as long as they, they have. We have a couple of entities that control this country that have a stake in the finances, and they don't care about it's not about human beings. It's not about saving lives. It ain't about none of that. It's about profit, period.
1: Absolutely, because at one point initially they were saying that you take this vaccine, and that would be that. Now they're saying you got to take it maybe every year because what was going to happen is they were talk. I was I was listening to someone talk about stock, right? And the stock <laughs> value of the vaccine. Would be it would be one of those things where you buy the stock and then you hurry up and sell it and get out of it because as of next year, it wouldn't be worth anything if it
6: actually worked.
1: They would have to stop using it, you know. But now they're saying, oh, no, you have to get revaccinated every year.
6: What in the hell? Look, that's the endemic. That's the, and endemic. that's the only thing they do with the flu shot. Right.
1: And I, I have to disagree here with you that um, – People who are congregating are not getting are not getting vaccinated. I have to really disagree with you because I've seen so many people post and talk about um, now that they have the virus. I mean, the vaccine. They can go and hug somebody. They can go see their mother. They can go here. They can do this. They can do that because now they have the vaccine. So I have to say that the opposite is true. That people are getting this this vaccine and thinking that they can now do things that they were not able to do.
6: Right. Spreading it like a like a song bitch. Um they know. Only way to prevent oh we'll put it like this only way to congregate where you can say that you are safe is if everybody right before they went to this whatever this event was was tested and found to be negative of COVID. Then that way exactly. you be in a room with a bunch of negative <clears throat> excuse me, that way you'd be in a room with a bunch of negative folks with COVID. That's the only way you know. But exactly. the vaccine is not saying that you're negative. It isn't. You know, so if you're telling me I have to take the COVID test before I take a flight, gladly. Not a problem.
1: Right, right, right. If you're
6: telling me that I have to take a vaccination before a flight, problem.
1: Yeah, that is a problem.
6: You know, if you're telling me that if I have to take a vaccination before coming to the barbecue, ain't none of y'all safe either. Sorry. It just It's just not, it's just not Now if you're telling me to take a COVID test before the barbecue. Have at it.
1: Misty J. I'm not talking about only people on social media. I'm talking about people that I know as well.
6: Oh oh yeah. Social media now.
1: Yeah. You, you know, I'm, I'm talking about people who I'm talking to on the phone, people that I know that I know did take the the vaccine and they do believe that now they can go and be with people and, they're hanging out, and then what they're doing, what I'm seeing on social media, which really scares me because a lot of the people that I'm talking about specifically are people I care about, and they're, they're taking pictures with people, with, and none of them are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. None of them are wearing masks, and, and these are new pictures. I see you. You know what I'm saying? They're not wearing masks, and they believe that they're okay because they're, they've been vaccinated so it it's not just what I see and and no people it people are you know you can they say you won't die from it well, they don't know you nobody knows what you're gonna die from
6: but all this to say, just be careful, good people, please use your common sense, yeah um, please use it, please, please stop looking for answers or them to rescue you because they're not. If anything, they're going to put you behind that eight ball, the proverbial eight ball. Please use your own instincts, your own research, your own common sense. You know, please stop listening to um, everything they're saying to make a decision. And most of all, please stop advocating based on information that you receive from the government because governments have their own agenda. They do. They always have. You know, and I'm not saying don't listen to the information that's coming out. Do that. But do that in conjunction with your own stuff. You know. Yeah,
1: that that would be kind of crazy. So you get the you get the um you get the vaccine and then you can travel without taking the test. That
6: makes no sense because you can still spread the virus. You can still have the virus with the vaccine. Let's just be clear. They're saying you can still have the but they never didn't say that the vaccine cured the virus that is what i'm looking for no vaccine clears anything because i'll tell you something i had i had a vaccine as we all do as kids for the chicken pox remember chicken pox absolutely i got the chicken pox again yeah and as an adult it was terrible as a kid i was walking around you know just fine but as an adult it was terrible all
1: that right. vaccine didn't stop me from being
9: hospitalized. Brandon, you on the line? What's up,
1: y'all? How you doing, baby? Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Rez.
9: Hi, I had Brandon got
1: something to say so bad he's about to burst. What? What? What, what, yeah. what do you saying, baby? Say no, I'm right,
9: like, well, well, I'm coming from the 30 plus up. So I'm going to tell you my theory. And um, I wanted to say um, I haven't got or received vaccination, right? Um, I've been tested, and everything came out fine. Um, My father has gotten vaccinated, and so have others that I have known that are um, probably 40-plus, right? Now, um, I've been living as I was taught growing up how to take care of myself, be healthy, be precautious, and just, you know, stay to yourself, I've been around certain people, not a group of people, maybe less than three people, maybe less than four. And I haven't traveled out of the city. Um, and my father brought to my attention. He said, well, you know, you're real stupid because you're going to kill people if you don't get this vaccination, Right. And I was kind of taken back by it. And I said, well, from the way you guys raised me and how you, um, you know, and I I also, too, had chicken pox. And he said, you know, Brandon, you got vaccinated when you got your uh, chicken uh, pox shots, right? I was fine. And he said, "You you know, you were fine after that. So I personally, in my opinion, feel like I don't need a vaccine because who's to say if we're required by law in the future that you have to take it every year that something down the line won't come of other effects am I wrong for thinking like that
6: no they and they and they're actually telling you um, to a certain degree they're sharing. This is, like I said, Brandon, I, be, I believe, and I'm clear for saying that I believe. I'm not coaching or telling right. anybody they need to believe, you know, but exactly. I believe that this is all one big clinical trial, meaning they don't right. know, and we are the guinea pigs for three years down the line when they can look at us all to say, Okay, here's the population where the limbs fell off, here's the population that got Bell's palsy, here's the population that got blood disorders, and then they'll be able to say this vaccine causes all these or could cause all this stuff. Now, now, and that's what that's
1: that's what I'm thinking, Therese. Like they're still in this is all still a clinical trial. Yeah. They're still experimenting with it. Because, I mean, they're still coming up with potential side effects and blah blah blah. It's just like any other drug. You see commercials, or you know, take take this for your asthma may cause blood clots, may cause kidney disease, right. weight gain, and your eyeballs might fall out. In rare in rare cases, you could die. You know. They don't
6: say it that slow though, Javon. No, goes, I can't speak that fast we we are, we are the lab rats because and because
1: it's so many it's it's not just one thing it's it's so many potential side effects everything has potential side effects everything absolutely you know? so so this is not you know and it hasn't been tested long enough usually trials take years before it's okay sealed and approved yeah, that that's this, what I said,
6: about five, ten years from now, we'll know all the effects exactly. of, of that vaccine, or they'll have a new one to counteract the stuff that, listen, so, the pharmacy game is is, is 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 more lethal than the crack game was in the 80s and 90s, because the money's in absolutely. the comeback, which is the reason why they don't have a cure for HIV or AIDS, which is the reason why they don't have a cure for cancer, because all that medication that you have to take for both to sustain and maintain is money, you know? And I'll go back to Dr. C.B. Yes, rest his soul. Dr. C.B. was one of the court cases that, and this is a fact. You can look it up. Look it up. Dr. C.B. was claiming that he was doing all these things, particularly curing HIV. He went on record for saying that. And, and I'm paraphrasing. Y'all can look the story up. It's public. But I'm, and I'm paraphrasing it. I'm going to say that again. But they put this man in the position where where he had to prove it or get penalized. They took him to court for it. They told him to bring, I don't know the real numbers, but like five patients or whatever, I don't know the real numbers of how many people, but he ended up uh, bringing in triple the amount. And that just slipped into the darkness. Why? Because he proved that he was able to do it. A lot of it starts with nutrition, good people. A lot of it. Thank you. In fact, 28% of it. Yep, I agree. So a record for saying that he cured, not prevented, not uh, cured, and then proved it. And what they do Just let him out. Shh, shh. Prior right. to that, it was like he was smeared all over the place with saying what it was and called all kinds of crazy up until. You know, it's tricky. It's tricky.
9: Yep. You have to go with your intuition. You have to go with your intuition, and you have to live day by day, and uh, stay healthy, and continue to be precautious. That's all it is. Stay your ass at home. If you don't, if you're not an essential worker, and you don't have to go out, and you know, run to the store, come back home, wash your hands.
6: Simple. Grandma's
9: taught us that.
6: I think that when you travel, maybe quarantining is necessary. I don't know if Absolutely. staying at home. because You can see what happens if you stay at home. You don't get what you need, and people Absolutely. need vitamin D. I mean, everybody does, but you know, specifically yeah. people comes to being inside all the time
9: um, is not. No, you're right. Cancer. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I I I, can, I can, uh, go outside, like
6: go to places that are open areas where there's not a lot of people congregating, or you know, go sit out front or back if you have, are privileged enough to have a front or backyard. But but what I'm saying is expose yourself to the elements. Sunlight yeah, is a yeah. great,
9: absolutely great woman. Yeah. Well, this... Jovan, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to chime in, and well, uh, I'm glad tell you guys I love you. Yeah, I love really, you, I love you guys. Funny. And um, I'm always here for you guys. I'm proud of the platform that you guys are given and um, the way you guys are using it. And it's growing and growing. And um, uh, before I leave, I just, you know, I got to give you my little update. Uh, I had a conversation with Ms. Flack on Wednesday. And I told, no, yes, on Thursday. And I told her that we are all loving her and that we're never going to forget who she is. And she told me, you're so sweet. And she said, I wanted everybody to know, thank you, and I don't think I'm ever going to get away from the music. So that's her message to you guys. I promise you. I love you guys. Thank you, Javon. Thank you, Therese.
6: Love you, too. Love you, too, too, Brandon. Shout out out to the great legend, Roberta Flack. Exactly. We have
1: another call here, 4002. What's your name and
2: where you calling from? You know who this is, LaVon cousin.
1: Levon, what's up? How you doing, baby?
2: <laughs> hey, um, Javon. Hey, Rez. How y'all doing? So, what's hey. what's up
1: with with um? I I need you to talk about this this thing about um Teresa's eyes. What's up with that? No, no, no. That's not no, that. no, we we need to discuss that. That that's like its whole no, to, it's a
3: genre. You, know, no. You, no, don't, you stay you know, messing
2: with me. Saying. We already talked about this. We're not going back to the whole well, I said you, what I said. It I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just
1: saying, you. like, you know, you brought it up. I, I just wanted to explore <laughs> it a little deeper <laughs>
2: No, we had a whole like session. We had a whole show and everything about, you know, my my you know, my feelings about the lethal weapons and all that type of stuff. Brad gets <inaudible> it, that's why she's like, No, we don't need to
1: do we all need to discuss it anymore? Straight up resosexual. Right. Right. She's I like, I'm, standing she's like, I'm standing in mind. I'm standing in
2: mine. But wait, 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 when she saw the comments, she put the glasses on. See me and Rev, we we outta we you know, there not like, there oh. doesn't need to be any rehash and she gets it.
1: That's cause she's a little shy. She don't you know, she don't she don't wanna drive you completely batty. <laughs> you know what, Hush. <laughs> <laughs> How you
7: doing,
2: sweetheart? How are you? I am well, thank you. And that is really a blessing because I had a little bit of a COVID thing. I think I mentioned it. Um, We are, as I said before, I'm an inpatient therapist, and we had an outbreak, a bona fide outbreak. Um, And it wasn't like before where it was like three patients tested positive. There were eight patients, and there were, I think there were like six or seven employees, Mm -hmm. Um, all on the unit that I work on. So, um, uh, tested positive and everything. Did quarantine for ten days. Got cleared to go back to work, and by that night I was sick. Um, and I had to take after, uh, the, after the quarantine. Say that one more time.
6: You said you were you were you were sick after the ten day
2: quarantine. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um. So had to. Um, deal with those symptoms and stuff. I had to take a little bit more time off. And um, the thing is, is that I had two, um, I guess fortunately I only had two days where things were really, really, really bad. I mean, I was very, very, very sick. Um, but at the same time, I still don't trust this vaccine. Like I, I just, you know, and that I don't shame other people for not, you know, getting it or anything like that. If a patient asks me what I think about whether or not they should get it, I tell them that I think they should take into account um, all of their their life systems and that's just like, you know, their health and, you know, they should, you know, get information from their doctor, do their own independent research and with that body of data, they should make a decision for themselves. Um, but I just, I really just don't, don't trust um I don't trust this vaccine yet or whatever. Like I said, it's, it's, you know, the trial thing kind of makes me uncomfortable because I do feel like we're all still a part of a clinical trial. Um, no matter how it's being packaged to us. And, um, there's just not enough, you know, there wasn't a lo- a long enough, like, a uh, testing period for this vaccine. And I think I just look at it in, ex- in an existential way as well. Cause it's just like, look, um, if I'm meant to go, I'm just meant to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? If the, if my immune system can't handle it and, you know, my higher power, you know, decides against something else, I mean, that's just how it is. You know, I'm just, I'm not really, I'm not fearful, I guess. And I guess not everybody has that, that mindset. And I respect that.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably um, co-signing that with you. And I'm glad you are feeling better. Let me start to say that
2: Absolutely. first.
1: Absolutely. Um,
6: you know, and the, sometimes, you know, I, like my wife here had me taking uh, um, health choices. Well, let me say this. She's um, drilled down on the nutrition part. Um, in a big way, you know, um, and sometimes because we're super foodies, we eat a lot of things that, you know, may not necessarily be great for us, but we, we like the way they taste. So we have to do, you know, still doing it, still in the process of doing the, the clean out and, um, you know, just making sure we're putting healthy things in, you know, and I think some of the choices may be like I can't wait to get into another space where I have access to like uh, spaces where I can do grow my own stuff, you know. Because in reflecting I started thinking about all of the things that I grew up on and fresh food was one of them. You know, our food choices yes. and sources for making the food industrially has changed since we were kids, you know. From yeah, the meat and you feel,
0: you feel to...
6: Yeah. 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 Well, well, I'm happy you're
2: feeling better.
1: Absolutely.
2: Thank you. <laughs> you that's
1: know what's so crazy important. is
2: that during the the quarantine gave me a reprieve for my addiction to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> um, I haven't <laughs> I haven't been down. To, I haven't had Krispy Kreme in like uh. It's been a it's been a while. Yeah, I don't. You know, so it helped with that. No, I mean, wait, wait, that, wait,
6: what's, that's a, like, what's a while for an addict? What's a while?
2: <laughs> I am not really sure. What? Hang on one second.
1: She's like, she's got it written down somewhere. That's deep. (laughs) Last time I had a Krispy Kreme. Because if I say that,
0: I would have to be...
2: Okay, they said it's about a month ago. So I feel like I'm doing well. You are doing very well.
1: Yes, that's very good. One day at a time, sweetheart. One day at a time.
2: I'm with you
6: on that one. Because my long time... I haven't had it in a while. What's what's a while, Red? Two whole days. Yep.
1: I know. I, I I realize what I have re- come to realize um, during this time home is that I am addicted to sugar, which is terrible. Which isn't everything. But it's- you know how I know I have it hidden. Oh.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Stop. You're hiding the sugar.
1: Yep. Sugar here. Sugar there. Sugar everywhere. Yep. <laughs>
6: Girls them sugar took on a whole
1: new
2: meaning. Javon, <laughs> <laughs> why are you hiding the sugar though? Like, what's what? Excuse me. What's going on? I'm curious.
1: It's 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 all it's it's like um an alcoholic hiding the bottle.
2: A minute, what? Why are you hiding
1: it
6: though?
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, Why, why is there a need to have this clandestine relationship with the sugar? Cause it's
1: it's it's sexier if it's hidden. It's like
2: yeah. Okay. You know, Javon, well, I, just, I just have to say, right? I, I have to say, like, I it's a, it's not not really like a shame because I love the fact that we met the way that we did. But you would be such a challenging and fun patient. You really would. <laughs> <laughs> you would. I, because here's the thing, I love the use of humor, even when you're using it to deflect or avoid. <laughs> um. And like you've got like this little stubbornness that I would actually want to pick apart. I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes as a therapist, I listen to you or I watch your demeanor and stuff like that, and and I in a very clinical way, I almost salivate. Like man, you would be a child. <laughs> well, wow,
4: thank you for
6: saying that, man. That that that's the moment <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> look, I look at her eyes. Here she goes. <laughs> I just think you sound too sexy <laughs> to be
1: therapizing anything. I I think you should take a look in the mirror. Maybe <laughs> uh, you up here th- therapizing me. I think you should like like look at yourself and try to figure out why
2: getting All into minute, Let me and do so, some damage control. Let me do some damage control. I'm sorry, but boo I was playing.
1: Don't get mad. <laughs> okay. She just teasing. She just
8: teasing. She just, teasing. She just playing.
1: Bay, it's all right. It's good. We good. It's peace, 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 peace. We good. Trust. This is just, this is, this is very safe banter here. This is very safe banter. Who are you talking
2: to? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> No, she's talking, she's talking to Bae, like, because Bae is, like, watching um, in the other room. She's watching the show and everything, and I just had that little, you know, the little joke I made about salivating over you clinically or whatever, and I just want to make sure I'm in the clear. It's clinical. That's, you Uh-oh. know, that's clinical. I get that.
1: Salivating clinically. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. So... No, there's nothing more, you know, and I'm, I'm going to say this in a non-Jada Pinkish kind of way. There's nothing um, more when someone is is making their breakthroughs, you know, and that with something particularly they've been challenged by. That's exciting. You know, that's exciting.
1: Yes. The problem yes. is I haven't made any breakthroughs.
6: I- no. No. <laughs> we know. We're just saying, you know, if overall.
1: People think that I am funny and that I'm you know deep or something I don't know whatever it is and people think that maybe I'm smart even I don't know what people think but I'm telling y'all I'm crazy as fuck and I be I be struggling on this show
2: because on a minute though Devon hold on one Duvon, second hold on a minute. I
1: want you to therapize me even though I am resisting it I want y'all to, no, understand,
3: no, no, to
2: understand I know that I know that's, that's one of the things that is just like, you know, just being able to, like, look at somebody and, like, or just, like, observe them. I won't say look because it's more than just looking. It's kind of like seeing the things that you don't want to be seen. Say, you know, hearing the things that you don't want to be heard. And you, you know that because I've sent you separate um, messages on Messenger and stuff like now that. Now you've got to be so self <laughs> You know, but it's like, you know, I I know that and everything. I wanted to, honestly, I have to challenge this notion that you can't be, I don't like the word crazy. I don't like that word. I really don't. But you can't be that and still be funny and still be, you know, smart and, and all of that other stuff. Like, you can be all of these things. I don't like the word crazy. Um, that's going to be your challenge, to come up with another word to replace that. I don't like the word crazy. I really don't. But you can okay. be all of these things. You can be all of these things. It's, it's like, honestly, I just had a, um, a session with a patient, and she has Crohn's disease, right? Um, and what I did, because, you know, she, she speaks a lot about the frustration that comes from it, and she's just like, oh, but I have Crohn's disease, but I have blah, 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 blah. And I told her, I said, when your assignment for the next week is that I want you to write a letter to Crohn's disease, but I want you to write it as if it's your child. Mm-hmm. because the thing of it is is that the, the disease itself, it's not going to go anywhere just because it, it causes you hardship and frustration. But if you're looking at this thing as a part, you know, however not ideal it is, if you're looking at this thing as a part of your body, as a part of something that you must care for, which is the truth, you must care for this thing. If you can look at it like a child, because we will we'll allow a child, especially our child, um, a certain amount of latitude. Like, yes, you get on my nerves, but you're my baby. You know what I mean? I'm responsible for you. I love you and this, that, and the other one. not saying that she has to love this disease or whatever, but it was a new way to give her perspective on dealing with this, you know, unfortunate situation, but in a very, in a more empathetic um, and honestly um, beneficial way so that it's not, you know, because it's the, the thoughts and the feelings that we have in response to the things that happen to us that are the issue. It's not the external issue itself. So, you know, feeling this way and putting yourself in a preservative state, um, it's adding another stressor that she really doesn't need. Um, and we followed it up, and she said she struggled a little bit, but she read the letter to me, and she found it beneficial. Um, and I, I, I always tell people, it's the things that we say to ourselves that means the mm-hmm. most, right? Yeah. So I, I really, that's going to be your challenge. Like, again, I know that I can't, like, you know, what's your word? therapies. I can't actually do it fully on. Um because we do have like, you know, because I'm I'm a subscriber to your radio show. So there's like a conflict of interest or whatever. So I can't take on that, that sort of role or whatever for ethical reasons. But at the same time I can throw a hint out, you know, or a suggestion out here and there or whatever. And my challenge to you would really be to like look for opportunities to like seize on, you know, those types of statements. The you know, the whole the, the I'm crazy thing or or earlier when you said um when you said people think I'm I'm smart, they think I'm funny, they think I'm cute. Um, I, didn't I don't think know
6: cute. That you said
2: that. You I said? didn't
3: say oh, I I said cute.
1: <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? I said people think I'm smart, people think I'm funny. I don't know what they think. I Okay, say so here's the me.
2: thing. Here's the thing. You are smart. You are funny. You know that. You are
1: kind. You are, okay. You is kind. Right. You is, you're
2: you deflecting again, but you get what I'm saying.
1: Some of what you said I got. Gotcha. Because somebody, look, y'all, I have to, and and let me just, I have to deflect for a minute, okay? It's not because I'm trying to not, whatever. But um, people don't call me. While while I'm doing the show, if you're watching the show, and you're enjoying the show, don't call me to say, "Hey, I'm watching your show. Could, <laughs> I think this, this, and that? You know, like it it distracts me because I'm sure you said some good things, Lavon. And there's a piece of it. When I came back. I was like who's she talking about with a child and a baby and look at it and who had a disease? I didn't have to, well, are we still talking about me? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, I recently, Um, I somebody, I'm not putting that up there. I, I'm not putting that up there. I recently, <laughs>
4: <laughs> see,
1: I can't mess with I can't mess with everybody, right? Okay. I recently.
6: <laughs> okay, you're speaking in people. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> she got four things going on, and and outwardly, obviously... but it's all in my head. It's all yeah, in my yeah. head.
1: It's, I'm I'm like having five different conversations. But okay, I'm just going to speak to you, levon So, I called someone who is a therapist. Because it was recommended that I get therapy and get it quick, right? So, wow. okay. Yes, so I, I contacted this therapist that was recommended and left a message. I get a call back a couple of days later, and what the lady said to me was, "Is this Javon Armstrong?" I said, "Yes." She said, "Well." Um, I'm calling because you you were interested in – and she said in counseling, but I didn't remember her. I, I, I really didn't. I didn't remember making the call. I did what it was suggested because I like to take suggestions when people care and are heartfelt. But then after that, okay, I did what you said. Leave me alone, right? Uh-oh. So I forgot. So <laughs> I thought the lady said canceling. I said – And I've been trying to cancel subscriptions because I'm trying to save money so I could retire, right? So I said canceling what? She said no counseling. Again, I heard canceling. I said, what do you want me to cancel? I'm saying you call me. I said, but I what? Yeah, I want to cancel, but cancel what am I canceling? She said counseling. (laughs) I said, oh, right. yeah, yeah. I did call about counseling. She said, well, we just we just got booked up. Sorry, I I I. This is a courtesy call. We can't accept you as a client. Bye. Click. I was like, damn. What the
2: hell? Okay, okay. First of all, let me just say, um, I I don't know who this person is or or like what. I'm I'm getting pissed because that's 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 not how you conduct that sort of phone. I mean, like the end of that phone. Let me just tell you so that you don't have like this view that you know, because I don't want you to think that that's that's how that's supposed to go. At the end of yeah. if if you cannot render services to someone, the the last thing that you should do is be like, oh, we can't help you. Click. That's that's totally unprofessional. I'm sorry, unprofessional. I'm mad, so I'm like, okay. It's totally unprofessional, okay? So what you do is that you make a referral, okay? And if you can't make a referral, you provide resources, okay? Because once you call back, you're kind of entering into, like, a caring or helping space. So you can't just close it, okay, inappropriately. You can't just close it abruptly. She wasn't calling you to sell magazines or something. This is someone's life. Like, you reached out for counseling, for help, because you, you need something for all she knows. You were actually in crisis. So she was supposed to link you or at least offer to some sort of resource. Facts. And well, what she, you
1: know, she messaged me too was a dial tone. That, and that then she then probably did she she
6: wasn't available at that
2: point. Look at God. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, because sometimes, like, on a website, babe, or something, like, you have, like, a, um, you know, a picture of something. Do you know anything about her? like um ethnicity. and i'm i'm not trying to sound any way yeah, or anything she, like that a black scared. woman and she
1: had she had locks and maybe that's why she was referred like i was referred to her
2: but you know because i'm a black this woman what saying, like, the thing is is that like especially because being a a, a black woman or an african american however you want to say it we know that there is like a deficit of mental health care for us, that's even, like, packaged to us, that the follow-up is not where it's supposed to be, like, and we have so many, like, ingrained, like, mechanisms that kind of turn us off from getting therapy and getting counseling and, and all that sort of stuff like that, and they're, they're, you know, self-defeating, but at the same time, again, they're ingrained, they're long standing, and everything, right? So it's like, I just feel like if you're an African-American woman in this profession, you have to do better. You have to take care of us. You understand what I'm saying? Go that extra mile. Don't just hang up the phone. Okay. Hmm. Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm not not, I kind experience. of got a little excited. That's not for you, but it's just like it's a frustration that, that goes on. Like I uh, like I said before, so many of the people that look like me, I feel like they're grossly underserved, you know, not just in, like, psychiatry, but in, like, the medical, you know, facility in general. And, I mean, the medical organizations or establishment in general. So I do go out of my way to kind of like do more for us, you know what I mean? And it's like it it really makes me angry when somebody that looks like us has lived the life that we've lived, they understand our struggles and things like that, and they do things like that where it's just like, I mean, on what planet would that be okay, no matter what profession you're in, you know? I just don't think there's a lot of, like, accountability taken into you cannot treat, you know, counseling, the helping profession of any sort, like you're working at a Dwayne Reed. And there's nothing wrong with working at Dwayne Reed, but I'm just saying there's a higher level of urgency. You know what I mean? There's more damage that can be done.
3: I like the way you sound. Okay. I am so mad <laughs> i
1: like, um, I, uh, I. I feel like I should call that lady back and let you talk to her and punch her in the neck with some of your, um, you know, verbally.
8: Yeah, you know, give me, give me a number. Give me number. I'm good.
1: It, it. could have hurt my feelings if it. I not <laughs> Nah, it's I'll just it. not that serious. No, nah, I know you would, but you know, I thank God. And you're right. Thank God I didn't care. Cause,
6: <laughs> well, well, thank God that you know she showed. Sometimes people forget how you show up. You never get a second a second chance. To exactly. Make I would person. never, mm-hmm. and I would never <laughs> recommend
1: her. I would never use her, and and that's.
6: Good this to know. was the actual doctor, not an assistant. Yeah,
1: no, I think it was her, and I don't think she's a doctor. She's probably, you know, an MSW or something, because, you know, you you can't get far in a practice,
6: um, being that way. Oh, um, yeah, you can. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, can. You know,
2: um, Devon. Actually, I agree with Rhett. It's sad, but you actually can. You actually uh. can. What? You can actually get far with that type of behavior in a practice, you know, depending on how the head doctor, if the head doctor actually cares about, you know, client care. Or, you know, because you have some places that are just like, they're pill mills, you know, they exist, you know, the the services are just like, they have to look a certain way on paper so that they can get paid. But they don't actually, you know, care about the actual, you know, client care or, you know what I'm saying, uh, the rapport and stuff like that. That's the thing. Even if you're calling for a follow-up, even if you're not going to treat somebody, you must maintain the space for rapport, even if it's going to be like a three-minute, two-minute conversation. Like she was not supposed to leave that that way, period. Well.
6: Yep, yep. You know, it's funny that during my time in heyday in those spaces, I would make it my business to get with if one of my kids came back and told me a doctor treated them a kind of way or made them feel a kind of way i was always at that next appointment
2: <laughs> just because you know of
6: what,
2: you know what resin i remember that person i remember that person and it was just like you know and honestly we we needed people i wish that i could have it, just two people that were just on that level as you were because they were like like we said like we know each other like I used to be a resident at one of the places where you directed and um, one of the things about your demeanor was really just like no matter how aggressive I was no matter how dismissive no matter how much of an attitude that I had you showed up and it was just really like you had this sort of like demeanor that was just like look I care about you more than you could possibly understand or even believe and I understand that, so I'm I'm going to fight this battle with you, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna do like the whole, uh, the banter, the, the the helpful banter, and all that sort of stuff. I'm gonna teach you what you need to to know. You know what I'm saying? To make better decisions. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the aggression, like you could get this work too if you want. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not scared of you. Like you could get this work too if you want. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna back down. And honestly. That is what is needed. That's where the hole is in treating a lot of, you know, in my experiences, like you know, as a, a therapist now and everything like that is just sort of like the minute that a, um, an African American person, male or female, becomes loud, they're aggressive, and it gives it gives other clinicians the the I guess the excuse to kind of keep a distance. Oh, this person is aggressive. No, she's not aggressive. She's loud. There's a difference. You know what I'm saying? This person is aggressive. They're not communicating. How in the hell aggression is communication? No? Yeah. You know, if they come from, you know, like a a, a tough or, you know, background where they were just like constantly victimized, do you honestly think that even as an adult they're going to walk up to you like, hey, I need your help, you know, I'm really hurting? They're not going to do that because history tells them that it's too vulnerable a state you know, that they're going to be taken advantage of. And the easiest emotion to default to is anger. That's why so many people, like, so many people without the resources, they go straight to that. But the thing about aggression, in my experience, not just from personal reasons, but just, like, watching people and, like, experiencing everything that life has had to teach me, is just, like, in many forms, aggression, the yelling and the wanting to fight all of the time, it's just, like, I want your help. But I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be put in a position to be a victim, you know. And it's been very rare that I – because I go after the aggressive patients because I have thrill issues, I guess, and I'm a little bit of a creep like that, but whatever. (laughs) I go after the aggressive patients, you know what I'm saying. And once we develop a rapport, because I start looking for an end, you know what I'm saying, and sometimes an end can be as simple as – you like that type of applesauce, I'm going to talk to the kitchen and see if I can get some more so that I can, to be honest, a little bit bribe you, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But I'm looking for an in. You like a certain type of music, I'm going to come to you in the morning like, hey, I'm going to play some music over the loudspeaker. Tell me what you want to hear. You know, you start building little by little by little. And a lot of times I'll build a rapport with the patient and we'll be sitting down and and I'll always tell them, you told me that you needed to talk. You know, and they're just like, I was I was like, you know, I was crazy, miss. I was all over the place with it and everything. I was like, yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You didn't come out and say, listen, miss, I need to talk or whatever. But the acting out, it's impossible not to communicate. You've been communicating all over us since you got here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just we need people with spines. We need people with a backbone. I mean, it really does boil down to that. Right.
7: Oh, my God, I'm so proud
2: of you. Yes, I'm
1: proud of her, too. I didn't even know her back then, but I'm proud of her as well. So, And and really, if you were not a regular listener and my cousin here on this show, I would probably hire you. I would just you know work with you. I, I would. I, I would. You, and you would treat me nicely. You wouldn't hang up on me,
2: right? No, ma'am. I would not. I would not hang up on you. The word "nice" though is relative. I would do my job. You would do I your would job. I would treat you therapeutically. <laughs> you know I what? You i, I, dig I don't it. You know about nice.
1: I dig it. I dig it so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Levon. You the bomb. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for sharing yeah. that. And yeah. for those of you who don't know Levon, and you want, how could people? If somebody listening says. Hears you the way I hear you right now and says, "Wow, I wish, I wish I could have a, a therapist like that." Um, how could people reach you or reach out to you? You, you know, if you don't have your private practice, this is a good time to start. Why don't you um what? put put your information in the comments section, and and okay, also so tell us tell people how they can reach you. All
2: right, so um. I have actually, it's funny that you say the private practice thing because though she just burst into the door when I started talking about the private practice because she's been telling me that forever. I got it, babe. I got it. Um, so <laughs> uh-huh. so, um, so, I did, um, I do, in, I'm still doing inpatient work at the hospital. I recently became an independent contractor with a private practice uh, firm. And I think I told you that, Javon. I started doing some outpatient work and stuff like that. Um, and the next step is definitely, like, my own private practice because I, I feel like, you know, in the very near future, I have to be in a position where I can control the space completely
3: yes.
2: um, so that there's no, you know, there's none of the, excuse my French, the bullshit that goes on with the, you know, like, with the hospital, like, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm grateful. I know that I'm fortunate, you know what I'm saying, and I, I work with some amazing people, but there's a lot of bureaucracy that goes on that I just don't respect. The thing is, is that, like, in a very real sense, I'm still a soldier. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like you give me a set of rules and you tell me that this is how this has to be, I will adhere to those rules, even when you do not. Mm -hmm. I feel you. You understand? I'm not removed from that, and I'm not going to remove myself from that because overall, not just in work, but in life, I adhere to a code. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not going to be manipulated for, you know, your little bullshit side, you know, projects or agendas or any of that that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, as you might imagine, I'm not the most popular <laughs> therapist. That's all right.
1: That's all right. You don't have to be. You're you no. setting
2: up yeah, something right now
1: for your life that you don't even realize. You, you're setting up something big for your life that you don't even realize. You just yeah, keep talking sure. it into the universe and put your contact information in the chat so that yeah. if yes, someone man. wants when to reach out do. to you, they can do that.
2: All right. Will do. I love y'all. I'll talk
1: to y'all. Love you, too, baby. Love you, too. Yes. And, Therese, I'm about sick and tired of these people talking about your eyes. I got eyes, too. Listen, See? Look, I got eyes. I can see, I can see, not that well without the glasses. Keith,
6: Keith could you please connect and move on?
8: I fell in love with you the first time I looked into them eyes. You have a certain little cute way of flirting with them eyes. They make me feel so happy. They make me feel so blue. I'm falling no Fallin in a great big way for you. My heart is jumping. You started something with them. Now, you'd better look at little brown eyes if you wire. big bubbles they bubble. Get you in a lot of trouble. Oh, baby, them. Eyes.
6: Okay, so Keith, Javon. Okay, so Keith, um, she put her email address up for you. It's LaVon B, and she's right under your comment,
1: and it's on the screen right now, so yes, you can just take that. Right
6: yes, yes. You know, we need more culturally sensitive, provocative. Uh oh, is that the doorbell?
1: Who? That- Hey, Sherry, Sherry Carpenter, oh, Sherry Carpenter, y'all. What's up, Sherry? Sherry McFarry, my
6: girl. You put your, you put yourself on mute, Sherry. <laughs> <What
1: happened? laughs>
7: How y'all doing? I'm sleepy. <laughs> Yeah. We worked late last night. We worked late last night. I looked over my clock, I was like, Oh no (laughs) It's eleven twenty two which is twelve twenty two for y'all. So Sherry, how are you? I'm good. Contrary to what I look like, I'm good. You look beautiful. You You always look beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Let
1: me so for those of you who do not know um who Sherry carpenter is she, you better ask somebody you yeah you better ask somebody um shari uh, first first let me just um do a little a little rundown a little quick rundown of um some of the movies that Sherry has been affiliated with either as script supervisor or as a director, or um, she even had a little role, which is my favorite thing to talk about. I don't know why, but um, in Waiting to Exhale, I just think that, and it's not a funny scene, but I crack up every time I see it. Um, But Sherry worked on Gangster, Inside Man. Uh, There was a short, Jesus, Children of America. She Hate Me twenty fifth hour mm-hmm. city by the sea um the t v movie documentary jim brown all american um disappearing act bamboozled um the best man uh the twenty fourth hour woman
3: twenty four twenty
1: four hour woman right that um special, that T V special that John, I can never say his last name,
4: Yes, that he Lig- did. Lig-
1: Freak. Um Sherry no. worked on that. The first wives club, um, waiting to exhale, obviously. Not only um did she have a role in it a, a small role in it, but she was also a script supervisor on that. She worked on Clockers, Crooklyn, the Saint of Fort, Washington. The Night We Never Met, Malcolm X, Juice, Jungle Fever. And also, if you don't mind, if you don't, no. if you don't mind, I just want to because what you're doing right now is incredible. What you're working on right now is 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 just I'm so proud and so happy for you. No. And and you do look amazing. I agree with you
8: Um. Woke up like this. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Three's complicated.
6: Yeah. Three complicated.
1: That you wrote, directed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about that first, and then we could talk about what you're working on now, and and somewhere in there we'll talk about how you're really doing. But I just got so excited to see you because I always do. But you know that.
6: I'm always excited yes. to see you. Sorry <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yes, I know you get
7: excited. <laughs> but we, you don't, know, we don't see each other that often. We, we used to go out to dinner sometime, but that was like, well, pre-pandemic, that still felt like a long time ago. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I miss,
1: I really sincerely miss you. You know, when we miss, we all miss what, well, I don't know that we all, let me speak for me. I miss some of what life was, prior to the pandemic, some of it.
6: I don't miss all of it. We all mourn that, for sure. Right?
1: But one of the things I also miss is how I could call you or hit you up at any time and say, hey, let's get together, and we would somehow make that happen. And it was always, like, a treat for me um, to spend time with you, wherever, whenever, whatever, whatever and um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <Now> <laughs> and, the and, totally mutual. <laughs> and and you just dope, and you know what I, I have to okay, I'm talking a lot because I'm excited and and I'm excited to share you with with people who may know you, may not know you, but um some of you may know that um, I used to sing and I did a music video and um, it was a marriage equality video, music video. That's Mm -hmm. how I think I first started getting a little popular around people started knowing who I was maybe around that time. Right. And Sherry is the one that edited and directed that video. And I got on her last nerve as she did that. We sat up until three o'clock in the morning right here in my basement (laughs) <laughs> and I got on her last ever loving nerve, Lord. But, and I apologize again for that because I was, I don't know, I just, i was tired. That's what C. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned how to edit video that night. And I tell everybody that you're the one that taught me how to edit it. And as we end this show, I want you to stay and watch some some little stuff I put together, Sherry. This is you. This is okay. you, girl. You the bomb. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk yes. about Three's Complicated. Let's talk about what the movie was
7: and, you know, stuff. Okay. Well, you tell me what you want to know. Three's Complicated, it's a romantic comedy, which I, it's a black romantic comedy. I love black love. That's one of the things that's very important to me about my own personal content um it's not deep it's about a woman who has a bad day she ends up having a whirlwind affair with a guy who's that she meets in a bar who's 10 years younger than her and then she finds out later on that he might be involved with her teenage not teenage young adult daughter who's in college they know each other that way and it's uh it's kind of like a it's a small film it takes place mostly in one house The the daughter brings the guy home for the weekend the mother is like oh my goodness what am i going to do i love my daughter that I've been with him, how do I handle it? So that's kind of the premise of it. But what else would you like to know about it?
1: Um, how was it to see it aired on TV One
6: as a feature movie? Can I ask I mean, about it? Based on your comment that you said prior to this, Shari, what? what attracts you to Black Love, and why is that important for your personal choices as a director, uh, film director?
7: I mean it's important to me because I just remember when I grew up i didn't I didn't see it very often at all, and I still don't feel like and that was a long time ago when I was little. I still don't feel like we see it enough. we still don't it's i mean when I was coming up, like when I was working with Spike when I first came up, once he got successful, all of a sudden there was this rash of hood films. so there was a lot of stuff about black people getting in trouble, black people killing each other, and all that kind of stuff, but we still and there was a whole movement. Mm -hmm. toward those kinds of movies and even in the wake of something as successful as the best man and and um oh god what was that movie that took place in chicago love jones Mm -hmm. there wasn't necessarily a rash of black love stories in the wake of what was back then called the the i guess the black film renaissance Mm -hmm. but still don't think it exists so it's something i crave to see and i feel like if you have the power to create something that isn't there and you have the ability to do it then you should do it. And so that's kind of what has driven me all this time.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope.
7: Yeah. That's, Talk about yeah. a little bit about um,
1: She Gotta Have It and how that impacted you. Oh. So she's like, what is she talking about? Oh, She's
7: Gotta Have You mean the first one? The yes, first yes, one. yes. So. I mean, I always wanted to be a writer. I've been writing I was a little kid. I was super shy as a kid, so I wrote and made up stories all the time. Never, ever, ever knew anything about making movies or thought about becoming a filmmaker. And I went to see She's Gotta Have It with a friend who had, he had turned down a role in the movie and he wanted to go and it had gotten rave rave reviews in the New York Times. So he was like, come with me, let me see if it's any good and if I made a mistake in turning it down. So we went to see it at this tiny little theater on the Upper West Side in New York that no longer exists. The line was around the block. And I went in and I saw this black and white film made by this young black man who wasn't that much older than me. It was set in Brooklyn, which I didn't live in at that time, but I had lived in Brooklyn. And it starred this black woman who was the same age as me, who looked like she could have been a friend of mine. And I had never, I mean, it seems crazy to say that, but Mm -hmm. I had never seen anything like that before. I had never seen anybody that remotely resembled me Mm -hmm. on, on film. And so we went to see it that day together. Like a few days later, I went to see it again by myself. I just was, I was like, I want to do that. And not only do I want to do that, I want to work with that guy. Now, I didn't know that guy, but I was like, I'm going to find him, and I'm going to figure out how to work with him. And oddly enough, the day I went back by myself, Spike is a king marketer. So he was outside the theater selling T-shirts and buttons the day I went. You see what I'm saying? So I bought a T-shirt. He's, you know, he's he's a crazy marketer. I bought a T-shirt. He signed it. I was like, I want a button. He's like, I don't have one anymore. He had one on his lapel. He gave it to me. I still have that button to this day. And I just spent, like, the next, because I had no film background whatsoever. I was like, okay, I need to take some classes. I need to figure out how to do this, but I want to work with him. And so I spent, like, the next year to 18 months finding out a little bit about film. And eventually I wrote him a fan letter, which got me my
0: first job in film. You know, he's got to have story. Oh, yeah, and it's then and it story.
1: yeah. She ended up working on every just about everything that he created after um, She's Got to Have It. She, in the
7: early days, yeah. Yeah,
1: so. she she would be she can be found on every credit. Um, someone was asking about your social media, and I know that you don't have a big social media following because you don't really press like that. No. But um,
7: what where if I'm, if people were I'm Sherry here. the director on Instagram?
1: Sherry the, the director. Let me write that on
7: Instagram. If people even still do Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I am not a Twitter person because I just don't feel like. Oh no, I don't know. Social media never goes away, so I don't want to put my foot in my mouth and then regret it. So I think that's kind of why I shy away from it. Exactly, exactly.
1: So let me just let me just play this uh, real quick.
8: Mom that wants to be in a love triangle oh. with her daughter. Okay,
3: that's
8: nasty. <laughs> Sunny. Hey, you. There is one thing that I do. Well, I described Asia as a strong, powerful woman. And if there was one thing that she can control at this point in her life, it's her career. And then we quickly see that crumble um, within the first scene.
4: So what's it going to be? Door number one or door number two?
8: You forgot. Door number three.
4: You're fired.
8: No, I quit. But then you, as an audience, get to go through her being completely lost.
4: She starts out with having, you know, a rendezvous. It was definitely uh, very much of an impulse, and it kind of comes to a head all in a weekend.
8: And Eleni and Deja have a great relationship, which is why this situation is such a um, delicate one. I play
4: a character. Three is complicated. He's called Craig. He's a guy who's been in a long-term relationship loves his wife and uh, at some particular point
8: he steps out and he uh,
5: hooks up with a younger woman.
8: Craig, who is her ex-husband, who also has um, a particular charm about him. Hey.
4: You know you can do anything you want. Trust you. <laughs>
8: There is a love and a history between Deja and Craig, and so I think the audience will be left trying to figure out who to root for.
9: You can understand how it might be having the baby daddy, you know, the ex-husband come
4: home, seeing this young guy, kind of taking, you know, taking your ex for a uh, for a spin. They kind of butt heads a little bit. Whoa, 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 whoa! What you say? What do you mean, us? <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you serious? You and him? Oh, brother, here we go. The role of Sonny that I play is um, a guy who's very driven to um, get some money in his pocket. He's going from job to job and actually runs into uh, Deja's character.
8: I think that what Tyler Lepley brings is, is this thing. And it excites her in a way that she hasn't been excited in a, in a long time. Wood is a T.A. that Eleni has a crush on him. I think he's stuck in that middle where he's like, oh, well, I don't want to lose my friend, but I also don't want to lose the woman that I'm in my with. Rooting for him.
4: But, I gotta make some decisions too.
8: And then you have beautiful Eleni. is played by our, our beautiful Kiki. And she is so... eleni is probably the sweetest girl you'll ever meet she's just like any other college student who's trying to find her way so she meets this ta wood who uh she you know she hits it off with their good friend and he visits her house and she thinks the time to go for wood. The audience is left saying, Ooh, 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 ooh You know? So it's so many of those ooze and and I think that this movie is so brilliant.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sherry McFerry that would be me <laughs> that that you know that that movie is a sizzler it's just amazing is there any way that it could um i don't know become like a a some kind of spin-off to it like are you have you thought about a spin-off to it or anything like that a sequel. Uh, yeah a sequel or have you put it
7: to bed like okay i did that now moving on to something else I mean, I personally have put it to bed, but I mean, it's been out now since I think it came out in 2019. So after it came out, people came up to me and said, oh, I could see it as a TV show or I could imagine how it can continue on. So, I mean, I think people, a friend of mine was like, I'll pitch you the whole show. So (laughs) I haven't thought about it, but other people (laughs) have thought about it. I mean, I'm not, if somebody came up with a great idea, I wouldn't be averse to it. But I, I never wrote it that way. I wrote it to be a feature film that you could see in the movie theaters. And it was like, in my mind, it was like a little $2 million that hard to make and we just could not get two million dollars to make it and so TV one read it and they loved it and they came to me and said you know if you ever decide to do it for television we'd love to work with you and I started to think about okay sure what do you really want you want people to see it so make it with people who really love it and love you and want to do it so I did it with TV one and that's what it is and you know I got this amazing cast um, Shanola, who I was not familiar with because I don't watch shameless where she has like a gazillion followers <laughs> I just, you know, when I saw her, I was like, that is my Deja. I, I mean, it was also important to me to have a brown-skinned woman with natural hair, because I used to have locks, even though I don't anymore. And so when I saw her, I just, I was like, that's he- yeah." Um. Okay. Yeah. One thing I say is a bootleg copy of it on YouTube. So if you watch it on YouTube, that's not the real thing. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't
7: know where it came yeah, from. Yeah. Don't 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 thing. do that.
1: Don't do that. Mm, no. Don't, yeah, don't 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 do that. We don't do that. So Sherry, yes. What are you doing? <laughs> where, why are you tired? What have you been working on this week? What? Where are you? What's going on in your life? Why are you in
6: the hotel?
7: I'm in a hotel room in New Orleans. It's small lane outside. Uh, I got this great invitation to come and direct Queen Sugar, which was like, like the dream of my lifetime. And when you get an invitation to direct Queen Sugar, you drop whatever you're doing and you say, yes, thank you. So that's where I am and that's what I'm doing. Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm yeah. so
7: happy yeah. for you.
1: I'm so happy for Ava that she's getting to know you. Um, And how how does that work? She's not
7: here. She's actually in Atlanta making another TV show. She don't stop. She don't stop. Wow.
1: But but you did have an opportunity to to meet her and talk to her.
7: I've never met. You and I have never met face-to-face. What? We have texted, but we have never met (laughs) Mm face-to-face. So
6: she's going to work before she knows you, which is even better.
7: That is true. I'm really, I'm really pleased. I mean, I can't talk about what's going on in the show, but I'm so happy with what we're, what we're doing. I think she'll be pleased. I mean, because that's the hard thing about doing a TV show. This is somebody else's baby that you have to take extraordinarily good care of,
1: right. and I
7: think we're doing that. So I think she'll be happy. So
3: nice.
1: what is that like? I'm sorry, Therese. I'm, I'm gonna let you. Ask. I just want to ask this one question. Something that. Um, well, no, that's a stupid question because most directors direct um, things that they didn't personally write, so they don't actually just direct act. Okay, so okay,
7: dumb question. No, but what was your question? No, it's not necessarily a dumb question because TV well, directing a movie that you didn't write is different than directing a TV show that you don't write.
1: So let's
7: let's uh, explore that
1: a little bit then.
7: Well, I mean, when you direct a TV, when you direct a movie that you didn't write. People sign off on it, but you can pretty much create your vision of it. When you direct a TV show, you're walking into, I'm walking into six seasons of Queen Sugar that have already been established. And people love this show. They love it. I was going to work the other day and the driver was telling me, he said, I was in the bank. The woman said, tell tell Micah I love him. I mean, people love this show. And so you come into something that's already established and you have to work within that framework you have to work with the tone there's certain kinds of things that they don't do you know it's not an action show there's not going to be big chase scenes there's not going to be zoom-ins and all these kind of really crazy sort of tricks Mm -hmm. it's a drama it's a family drama that's incredibly beautifully shot and they have an aesthetic and you have to work within that aesthetic Mm.
6: right yes it is a beautiful beautiful show stunning it's stunning yeah yeah
7: and I like I like the fact
6: that and you can I guess weigh in on this Shari, if you can say technically that the the um people behind the scenes are diverse. Um mm-hmm. there are a lot of women involved in, yes. in production, which it excites me, which says that yes, you can have a diverse show with women that are working behind the scenes, particularly women of color, and produce Amazing results, because Queen Sugar is absolutely one of those.
7: No, it's true. I mean I mean, I think most people know after all this time, but maybe they don't. Ava has made a commitment to hiring only female directors to direct Queen Sugar. Most of us are first time television film directors because it's so hard still to get your first job as a TV film director, so i I think there's like forty two women that she's hired so far, and like thirty nine of us have been it's been our first time directing television. Look at that.
6: And, and see, good people, it is possible, it is possible, it is possible to make a pledge to what you want to see different or the, or the change that you want to see in the world and make that happen through one of your projects, you know, to make that happen. That's like nothing to sneeze. At. Shout out to Ava DuVernay for even having that focus, that centering of self to say, listen, this is what I want to see in the world and this is what I'm going to create on my opportunities. And hopefully... The prayer is that all thirty nine or forty, whatever, of those women do the same, so that we can start being the change, you know. And that's that's amazing. I can't say that enough. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, yeah she's true. being the change she wants to see.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: So, what's the experience been like on a emotional level? Like, are you excited, happy, nervous? Uh, what 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 are you what are you going through? What you going through?
7: I mean, if you want the long story. I'll
1: take, I'll take it any which way I can get it.
7: I mean, the long story is I actually got hired last last year. I got hired to do season five. And when that happened, oh, Lord. The phone rang. I didn't answer because it was an unknown number. So I got this message that said it was this woman from Queen Sugar. And I was like, what? So I called her back, and she was like, we'd like to invite you to come down to Queen Sugar. And after I got off the phone with her, I almost literally fell on the floor. I called my sister. I was screaming. I was crying. She couldn't even understand what I was saying. <laughs> I was out to Patty. And I was
3: like, I'm not to And she's like, wait, you, you got what? <laughs>
7: so I came down here last March. And I came the week before the country shut down. So I was here for a week. I was prepping. I was on a cloud. It's just an amazing environment that Ava has created down here in terms of work. the community that she's created, and I came on Monday, and on Friday afternoon, we gathered as a team, and they were like, we're going to shut down for two weeks is what we thought at that time, and you know the rest, so I came back home thinking we were only going to shut down for two weeks, and I kind of stayed in it and stayed in it, then time went by, time went by, and finally, I just like broke down into crying. I had to grieve that this was not going to happen at that point, and I was, I was pretty devastated. I mean, it literally was a dream come true. So that was hard, and then I got the call that I was going to be um, put on season six, and it happens very quickly. They could call you on Monday, and you're in New Orleans by Friday, so it happens really quick. It's, I mean, now I'm in it because um, you shoot for seven days. I'm day five now, so I only have two more days, so it's been surreal. Like when, I, when the thing came out in the trades and it was my name, it's still I love I'm yeah. I'm so blown away by that. So I just try to get up every day and go to work and do my job and I think too much about it. And everybody is just so loving and so kind. The cast knows they're going to get a new director every week and she may not have, we may have very, very, very different levels of experience. I mean, some people have done a short. Some people have done a feature. Some people have done a documentary, you know. Some people's styles are very different from what the show is and they are so welcoming and so inviting to help us do the best job we can for the show. It's just, it's an amazing experience. I f- but I feel really calm right now. I mean, the first day I was terrified. And I got to work and everybody was just doing their thing because they're, you know, they do this. This is their job every day. Yeah. So everybody's like, okay, Sherry, what do you want? You want to do a rehearsal? Okay, people, Sherry's here. No, it was no fanfare. No, let's get to work. Nice. And it's been like that the whole time. And they've just been, I feel so t- well taken care of. She creates an environment. Ava creates an environment for you to succeed. Wow. Mm. Everybody works their level best to make you succeed. Mm. That's amazing. This yeah. is
1: yeah.
7: A, yeah. a great opportunity that
1: you absolutely deserve. And I cannot yeah. wait to see your episode in particular. Good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff, right? Good stuff coming up. Yeah.
6: Nice. <laughs> nice. And I'm, I'm so grateful for your opportunity Um, obviously for a lot of reasons, but I'm I'm, I'm more grateful the fact that the the environment to succeed exists and you can be in it about the work and just making sure everything like, you know, goes the way that you want to sculpt it, which is beautiful. No, sorry. You absolutely deserve it wholeheartedly.
8: Thank you. Thanks, Ress. You
6: got
1: anything (laughs) else coming up? Anything you working on? Any new scripts? I know you can't um, you
7: can't I mean, publicly tell it all, but you know. I mean, I can tell a little bit. I got um. There's a show, a black showrunner, a black queer show, showrunner named Ben Corey Jones, and during the pandemic, he's a writer and showrunner. He's done. He worked on Insecure. He worked on Underground. He worked on um, Boomerang, and he's got a bunch of stuff. A young black guy out of Tennessee, I think, mm-hmm. and he decided during the pandemic that he wanted to create a pilot, a TV pilot writing project for people from underrepresented communities. So you had to either be queer or a person of color. And he was gonna pick 10 people. He was gonna do a four month cycle. He got so many submissions, He did. he's done two cycles. So he did a cycle in the fall and he's doing a cycle this spring. And he selected me to be one of those people. So we've been doing the workshop, I think we're in week four. Wow. I had to miss the other night cause we were shooting. But it's just this group of 10 black writers in a, ver- in a Zoom room wow. and he's helping us craft. One of his, his, his thing was if you apply to the program, you had to apply with a story idea for a TV show that was about something inspired by a real life experience, because his um, philosophy is if you can't write your own story, you can't write anybody else's. Mm -hmm. So you had to come up with an idea that was inspired by something that happened in your real life. And so it's just this group of black people of all very ages. I'm sure nobody thinks it, but I'm I know I'm clearly the oldest person in the room, but it's fine. And we just, it's just like this, it's a space that you're not often in as a black person, which is ain't Mm -hmm. nobody there when black people. So Ben is like, Come here with, just bring yourself. Just be your complete and utter self. If you had a bad day, no big deal. If you feel like shit, who cares? Just like completely be unapologetically yourself in this space. Mm-hmm. And, and he's 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 a hoot. The other night he was making me laugh. I was like, he remind me so much of Spike sometimes. <laughs> he will pull back his head and cackle in a way that so uniquely reminds me of Spike. <laughs> that's what I'm going. So I have this TV show that you, Javon that you will appreciate but I will talk about yes, it right but
1: now. I, I think I
6: think you already
1: um, told me about the premise.
7: Yeah. It, it, I hope that's yeah. it, and I think that's it. And it's very. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> he's, like, he's like write the thing that scares you. If there's something you want to, if there's something you want to say that's scary, that's the thing you need to write. And so, you know, that's what I'm doing.
1: I just want to let you know that I'm available to portray any parts. I'm a great actress. You just don't know that part of me. I'm. I, I imagine know, there's. I think there may be a particular role in that show that I might be qualified to play. <laughs> Maybe so. You might have to write it for me, but I promise to use the voice. Okay.
7: <laughs> oh. And actually, am I supposed? To, and I can not say that I, I did. I did a project with Jerez earlier this year. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it yet uh not yet but yes okay. she did
6: yes she did
8: good Amazing. good wow.
6: good
1: excellent 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 yes, yes. Oh, yeah. y- you know what shari love you yes. to pieces love you to pieces we have a game that we play here
2: uh-huh. and
1: um we're gonna play it with you right now it's called oh. rapid
6: fire yeah
1: start yeah. her off rez let her know what it is
6: now what rapid fire is shari it's a word of <laughs> game it gives okay. our audience, you know, as you know, we have an international audience, and it gives our audience a peek behind the veil. So it's a word association game. You've probably played this before in school. But, you know, That's this is the adult version, 2.0. And what we do is we ask a word, and you say what immediately comes to mind. So I'll go first, and then Javon will go. So let me know what okay. you I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Um, community.
7: Mm. Harlem. Harlem. Yeah, that's my community. Harlem. Oh, um, Harlem. Hmm. Hmm. Gentrification.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Love. Hmm.
6: Black. Black women. Powerful. Storytelling. Sherry. Image.
7: Representation.
0: Global.
6: Hmm. The future. Black men.
7: Complicated. Grandmother.
0: Don't have one.
6: Big Mama.
7: (laughs) Uh, Aunt Lina.
6: My last one will be sex.
7: Abstinence.
1: Javon,
6: you have next. Thanks, Shark. Sure. All right. <laughs> Music. Hmm.
7: Um, Miss It. Friendship. Um, now he's more, uh, uh crucial. Mm-hmm. Trust.
1: Friendship. Confidence. Strength. Personality. Um,
7: mm, abundance. Originality. Imperative. Creativity. Joy. Spite. Especially- Uh, uh, Creativity is God, actually. Mm. Mm. MCC. MCC? MCC. (laughs) What is MCC? First thing that comes to your mind. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to regret that. I'm like, I know I should know, but I don't know right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Spike. Um. My career. Shaka Khan.
1: <laughs> Javon. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Thank you so much, Sherry. Sherry, when you when when and you're, you're when you've done when you've done that and when you finish when you've done that, like you can I don't know why I'm feeling like people could read my mind today. It's really not that easy, is it, right? But um once you're done with Queen Sugar and mm-hmm. um, once you're, you're finished the um, experience of directing, I want you to come directing that show. I want you to come mm-hmm. back and, and sit with us again, okay? Thank you so much for yeah. coming through. I love you to pieces. Yeah, I love you too. I
6: need to build you the right way, Shari. You're definitely not a pop-up, but it's always a pleasure to see your face.
7: Oh, um, thank you all. Thank you both for inviting me, Javon. Always. It was so hard. She reached out to me a couple of days ago. She was like, did you ever do clean sugar? And I was like, funny, you should ask.
3: <laughs>
6: exactly, exactly. Shari's are every, every day, every time,
1: at any time. Um, I always want to see you. So thank you so much for coming through. And thanks to everybody, especially LaVon today, for that therapeutic, you know, massaging of my brain. <laughs> that was good you know i could use it Sherry. you know i, yes, need I do a little, know that. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Resi. i'll see you next time and like we said last time every 3 days every time we meet there's a, another something let's pray that there's absolutely nothing in between mm-hmm. us between this time and next time shari i want you to hang out and and check out my little skills you do you all right. You taught me this. Check it out.
6: <laughs> okay. Family. Love. Children.
5: Truth.
6: Melody. A gift. Community.
5: Mandatory.
6: Black women. God. Black men. God. Love. God. Visionary.
5: Alien. Hmm.
3: <laughs> Sex.
1: Heat. Mm, okay. You're up next, Javon. No, you have to give him one more. You can't do nine. Oh, that okay. was <laughs> nine.
6: Okay. All right. My, <laughs> to make it even. Okay. My ten. My ten. Mm. Go of
5: mm,
6: a gift see t- see how
1: perfect that tenth one was mm-hmm. no. yeah, perfect, perfect,, mm-hmm. for some reason my tongue is just not working, words are not <laughs> coming out of my mouth properly. Forgive me, I'm articulate, It's <laughs> quite goofy, but it's just not working for me tonight, so. Uh, Personality. Fire. Ticity.
6: Needed. Recreation. A must. Truth.
5: Honor. Black people.
1: Chakra Khan. God. That's all I got for you. Mm.
5: Mm.
1: I have a, a, a request. Uh-oh. You. Can you make your drop lyrical? Like, can you, like, kind of sing it a little bit?
8: Can <laughs> <that, laughs>
6: you hit him with that voice, though? But,
1: which one?
6: <laughs> <laughs> i voice. Wait a minute. But, you know, look,
1: it, it's him.
4: This is Rasan and you're listening to WBJR.
5: Fuck. I fucked it up. It's WJBR, right? Yes. Yes. WJBR. Okay. This is Rasan
4: and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Nice. Wow. Thank you, thank
8: you. Hi everybody, you're in the basement with Javon and Tourette. It's Melbourne Moore. <laughs>
1: Brunch in the business with Chip on Yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. Um, one day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> No, she doesn't. She just, she wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. I'm <laughs> oh, all I of office, though, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> like, gotta, here, no, and I was I'm just, I'm going to send y'all some. Before. I'll definitely get an address. I'll send y'all some. You can
6: send me some cologne.
1: Because, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah.
6: Just in case I should be shocked to I
1: want to smell really, you know, uh, nice. Uh, oh, God.
8: <laughs> okay, <laughs> don't <doggy>, give <laughs> whatever you say.
1: the time so and we
7: thank you for that thank you well
1: thank you you. this part that little piece I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself but (laughs) no Thanks, Sherry. (laughs) I was like, what do I do? What do I do? That's it. That's the end. I appreciate you coming through, sweetheart. That was so dope. We'll have you come on, as uh, Therese was saying, as a feature again. You know, um, I hope you enjoyed it.
7: I did. I'm so proud of you. Look at you in the basement. First, you were doing a radio, and I don't think people – the people didn't see you then, did they? Was it just a listening thing?
1: It was just a listening thing to begin with, and now we have this.
7: Look at you. You have found your calling. Look at us. That's
1: true. <laughs> That's true. Look at us.
3: That but true.
1: you know, I I just can't wait to see what else you do. It's 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 always going to be amazing everything you do.
7: I hope so. Is it just you and me now? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I I mean I hope so too. Last night we were we were filming and one of the production assistants that works with the actors came over to me. And was just telling me, you know, how much she was enjoying watching me work. And she aspired to do what I'm doing. And then she was like, the actors really like you, Sherry. They speak so highly of you. And that, like, meant so much to me. Because, you know, you're only here for, like, a week. And, you know, in three days, they'll be working with somebody new. And so I just, it it made me feel so good to know that the connection that I thought I was building with them was actually a reciprocal thing. So that was like, ooh, I hope Ava hears about that. No, that's dope. Not, uh, I'm
1: sure she will. And, and... Mm -hmm. If, if you are, if you have a business, even if you, and especially if you're not present, you, yeah. you have ears. And you yeah. have someone there is the eyes and ears, and they're reporting back to her about everything. Mm. Because if you were fudging it up, she would know yeah. about it. You yeah. know what that, I mean? No,
6: that's completely true. And, yeah.
1: and so if, if you have a good business, you know everything that's happening regardless of whether you're there or not. You know, yeah. the lady who was who was on the show um, Wednesday night, um, she owns a bakery in um, Chicago and Kamala Harris stopped by her bakery and she got a call from one of the people, you know, mm-hmm. the manager or whatever. She was like, oh, my God, the CIA is here. They're sweeping the store because the vice president is mm-hmm. on the way. And she was at this other location because she was trying to she's trying to buy a candy store or a candy. Candy factory, whatever. So she rushes over. It was only t- only took her six minutes to get to the the <laughs> area. The CIA had it on lockdown, so she wasn't able to get in. To get in, not even in the perimeter. Um. Mm-hmm. So, but she was already aware of what was going on every step of the way. I, I'm just yeah. sharing that to say that you know, if you have a good business you have good people who are going to let you know what the heck is going on while you're not there. Yeah. So
7: No, it's true. I mean, because she's got this other show that she's doing in Atlanta. So she has an executive producer who's on all her projects, who's normally here, but he's with her in Atlanta now. So he's coming in, he's, you know, jumping into meetings via Zoom. So there's this uh, other producer who's kind of the the eyes and ears of everything and is reporting back to everyone. So I know that what you're saying is true. and, And luckily I have a really good relationship with her too. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to focus on it too much but I'm very aware that the better impression I make this week the greater opportunities might exist to continue to work within this very broad realm that she's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I I can't wait. And the TV show. I that now that you have Ava's ear, you know, you never know. Yeah. You just know it's true. It's it's just good things, you know, and um you persevere and that's what's up. That's what's up. So I'm gonna let you get some rest, and I'm gonna go do something. Who knows what? And uh, it's good to see you always. You're
7: already doing something. <laughs> who knows what? You what, too, my friend. You too. We'll have to. Well, maybe we'll see each other back in the city once. Now yeah, the pandemic seems like it's kind of lifting a little, a little bit, a little bit away.
1: When are, when are you coming back home?
7: What's, i got back next week. I'll probably be back like Wednesday or Thursday. When is your are you working in person? Are you zooming in your job or what's the deal? Uh,
1: I have been um working from home, but the the uh mayor's talking about having us all go back to work, so i'll know i'll I'll probably know next week or or within a week or so when I'm going back back to work um I'm mm-hmm. hoping not to because I don't feel comfortable being around mm-hmm. a lot of people. With this pandemic, Uh, to me, it's still out there. So why, you know, it it just doesn't make sense to me. Even with vaccinated or not vaccinated, I don't want to get sick. Vaccinated or not vaccinated, so I get sick and just won't die. Fuck that! I don't want to get sick. I I don't want it. Did you get back? No, no. I don't. I don't. I don't want. If I'm thinking, if I have to go back to work, I might. I don't want that shit in my body. I don't want any of it. You know? I don't I, I've been staying in my basement. Yeah. I go to the supermarket, max, um, masked up pretty much. Once yeah. in a blue moon Cheryl and I will go out to dinner, but not often. Mostly I'll go pick up an order mm-hmm. and bring it in. But mm-hmm. I I I'm afraid of this thing. I'm I'm not ashamed to say it. You know. This thing a lot of people I know perished, you know. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm at with know. that. But I'll, I'll know next week whether or not I'm going back to work and whether or not I'm going to end up letting them inject that crap in me.
7: Well, I got injected with the crap because I knew I was traveling on a plane. I was coming down here. This was a big deal to me. I didn't, I wanted to do everything I could do. To, Cause I mean, they did the show last season, but it was crazy. You know, people getting sick, all this kind of nonsense. I was like, I want to, do everything I possibly can to get through this successfully without getting sick. So I have friends who are like, Oh, you're going to be in New Orleans. Are you going to go this place? I go from my hotel to my job. Mm -hmm,
3: There's a Walgreens
7: mm -hmm. down the street. I go to the Walgreens. It's like, I didn't come to New Orleans to sightsee. I came to New Orleans to work and that's, that's all I'm focused on. And you're wearing your mask. You're wearing your mask still, right? Oh, how we get tested three days a week. You get tested three days a week. I got vaxxed before I left New York. I got my second vaccine here. Um, it's no, it's, yeah, everybody has to wear masks. It's, it's no, there's like, it's a big compound. She has a big compound. So like the hallways have arrows on the floor where you can walk in one direction. You guys sometimes walk these big circles so you're walking in the right direction. You can't congregate. I mean, a lot of stuff that I used to do in the office when I first got here, I did in my hotel room. Our meetings are via Zoom. So yeah, I mean, good. and once we got to shooting, we had to be on set, of course, together, but everybody's masked up.
1: Good, good, good. So, I'm yeah. I'm glad that it's safe, you know.
7: Yeah. And you know, as safe as one can be
1: Yeah, yeah. In the
7: world we're living in right now. But absolutely. I don't feel I don't feel in danger at ever, ever, honestly. Good, good. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. I'm glad to hear that. How's Miss Cheryl?
1: She's good. She's out there yoga in, you know. In person or, or zooming? In person. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's How
7: long has she been doing she that? It's been a couple in person, of months. I mean. It's yeah. been
1: a couple of months. She was doing it via, you know, Zoom, but um they opened up. So they have no more than 10 or 12 students. They're distanced. And mm-hmm. she's, I believe, wearing her mask the whole time because she's not doing the yoga. She's instructing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I i don't like it because, you know, the, the people can't be doing yoga with the mask on in a hot yoga room.
7: I think they, I, I mean, I, my yoga studio that does the same kind of yoga as hers um he eventually went bankrupt because we just cause we couldn't get back. But he had his plan was like we're going to have a certain number of people. People are going to be socially distanced. They're going to wear their mask. That was his thought. So I, they may be. Yeah, but I, I could see maybe them doing yoga with.
1: There's a there's a type of yoga called um, what is it? Restorative yoga. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. simpler. Mm-hmm. You can do that with a mask without you know the hot room and stuff. It's more stretching and stuff like that. Um, but get online. You know, I tell shows, you know, you can start your own following in classes. You can do it every day on online, have people cash. What is it? Cash app you, you know, but whatever.
7: I know. I mean, I'm a yoga head, but there's, I never try online, but there's just something about being in the room that, that is a community. So I can, I can imagine it's a much more challenging thing to do. Yeah, I guess. I mean, people it, I mean, people sell, you know, whatever, but it's just not the same thing as the community of being in the room. Yeah. right but, yeah. but I'm she's smart. I'm sure she wouldn't do it if she didn't feel safe. Yep. 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 Yeah. But so, how's your family? Um, everybody's good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's good.
1: Everybody's good. How's your sister?
7: She's good. I haven't talked, I mean, I haven't talked to her a lot since I've been here. My cat is, she's she's cat-sitting my cat at her home, and this is is my shy cat, and apparently my cat has not come out from under the table for the entire three weeks that she's been there so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pat's a little disappointed. She thought she was going to get a little kitty love, and it ain't happening, but she's good. She's busy. Yeah, good, good, good.
1: I'm glad about the whole thing. Anyway, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Thank hugs you. to your family, Thank and you. um, kiss your old in the head for me. I will, and hopefully see you when you when you get back. Okay, sounds good. All right, darling. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
7: Bye.